Hey, y'all, raise your glasses. As we sharing this moment in time, let's drink to us. And all the real ones listening while we kick it on wax, let's drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. I don't want to know. Okay, yeah. If you playing me, keep it on, on the, the low. Because uh. my, my heart can't, can't take, take it, it anymore. <laughs> Why that song? Felt like it fits the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was ahead of his time. You know what? You're stupid. You know what they say? Somebody don't love you. They'll lie to you. I hate that we believe that. Yeah, <laughs> like, listen, listen. Uh, I love that song. It was so, it was so many like bops back in the day that we just sleep on until you hear it and you're like, damn, that was. One if of you playing me, just keep it on the low. Just keep it on the low. My heart can't take it no more. But it was a lot of joints back in the day that was really like it it it's it spoke into toxicity and also some some a little aloofness. The reason mm-hmm. I say that is think of Carl Thomas. I love him. I mean it was a it's a it's a running joke on on the meme of where he was like shocked and and disappointed when he drove by and the girl was like with her family outside of the pool. Oh my god, how embarrassing. It hurts so bad. <laughs> Like, bro, like, and I wish I never met her. Like, she put up, basically what the song is saying is she t- put her foot back out there in the streets. She hit him with a, like, hey, big head. It was a fake out. You know what I'm saying? It was a fake out. You know, the nigga fake. made a bad one night. She was like, nigga, I got options. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Carl, like, you didn't know she had nobody. Like, you thought she was just single for yeah, real. She had a whole brownstone with her family. They living <laughs> like the Huxtables. And you try to come in between that. Think of the equity they have now, 20 years oh later. Oh, my. Not Gentrification the equity. Oh came. They done made their money. If they still together, uh-huh. Kids that been put through school, <laughs> you try to break this up. Because you not. got an S550. He was not trying to work it up. <laughs> he came through with the silver bills. He thought she was trying to be bathed. With the turtle was like, psych. He was trying to take home brunch dates to get hookah and shit. I like, I like that kind of car. They Thomas. setting up bonds and CDs for the kids. <laughs> and you disappointed. The husband was helping her with the stroller. She had a weak moment. <laughs> like, she had a weak moment. And Carl Thomas was there. Go watch the video again. I think everybody should. We should post a clip. And look at his face. He was let down. He was let down that she didn't leave her damn family. Why would you want somebody that wouldn't leave it all for See, you? I don't think that's it. I don't think he was like, damn it, she's not leaving everybody. I think he. I don't think he knew. Did he know? How does was a it woman, disappointment how, how, or was it blindside? How does a woman, I don't want to know a woman that's that good of a liar that can hide a whole family. A nigga can hide a family. <laughs> like <laughs> We've seen. But Studies you know, have shown. Mama get calls for everything. So That's true. <laughs> you out on a date, you spending the night or something. If your baby ain't FaceTiming you or hitting you like, Mama, where is so-and-so? See, I disagree. Women are way better liars. I know. We just get, we can get away. She got away with it. You can lie when it comes to a man. Mm-hmm. But you can't lie when it comes to a family and kids. So she must have told him she got kids and they separated. I don't even think more so was Carl Thomas asking the right questions. Why are we doing a deep dive? <laughs> 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 I 
in my thesis, I'm going to prove. We sound like Black Twitter right now. <laughs> oh, you know, my think God. Peace. We, like, they'll watch a video and think peace the hell out of this. What a oof. You remember, like, uh, the case video came out. Couldn't we be happily ever, ever after? He posed to Beyonce. He did. This was like a barely legal Beyonce. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not get into the logistics. And that went into a whole, that became a whole deep dive into the predatory like, ways of the- That's their favorite <laughs> word. Black's with a favorite word is predatory. Words like predatory, <laughs> um, like emotional, intelligence, all of them. They People forget words. that Case looked old, but he was only about 25. Like, and Beyonce was what, 17? Like 18. I'm gonna give her 18. Like, I mean, when you in Hollywood, your age is not your real age. I it's hate just that. not what it is. They have something that's coming out on Brooke Shields. I saw that. Um, baby, some uh, pretty, pretty baby. baby. Uh, like, yeah. and it's like where it shows how you're fetishized in a way as being the young, like, attractive person in in Hollywood yeah. in, in entertainment. But I always felt as though, um. That's why parents that put their kids in that limelight, um, I'm not here to blame anybody, but it's like it's it's hard to keep keep that kid, you know, a kid. Right. When it comes to that, because that kid is worth a lot of money and a lot of people's jobs. Yeah. And also, so what they're gonna do is like try to make that kid appeal in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You can't control who it appeals to, unfortunately. So yeah. you take the control out of your hands and out of your hot your dynamic. So. Cause you got to think, that's why Beyonce don't like y'all now. <laughs> <laughs> she been in this stuff too long. Like I get it. Like, she... I get it. <laughs> I barely like people that I've only been doing it for seven years. Like, Beyonce, like, I've been I've been dancing for y'all ass and showing up on Smart Guy. Gyrating and you doing think, all types Beyonce of had to go on tour. And when you coming up, you got to go do like shows like Soul Train. Arsenio Hall. Mm-hmm. They even performed on Magic Johnson, and that show had two seasons. Oh, Lord. That was Matthew had Prince. them everywhere. He was Joe Jackson it of the girl groups. It worked. And so I see why she pop out when she chooses to pop out, because so I'm like, I've been doing this shit too long. Yeah. And so another thing, since we're speaking about celebrities and music before we get on, you've you been hearing the AI <laughs> voiceovers. Yes. Some Brianna saying. Cuff it? No. Cuff it. Was it Cuff it? And then um, Drake. She, she, she uh, uh, sung. Uh, what song is it? Rihanna's they sung? Oh, Tim's. Uh, I didn't hear that one. That's the one everybody was like, God damn, that might be the one. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> they try to elevate her. They it's, try. <laughs> it's nothing sacred anymore. They trying to elevate Tim's. And put it, her on everything. No, you know what I mean by elevate is you remember when Jaquez. Came out with his, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everybody tried to act like that was, and I, that's an abomination. That's why he started trying to sing every week on shit, and y'all started and talking King about R and B because y'all gas his head up, yes, and had him thinking like he could say this shit. With his little self, <laughs> like that's where it went wrong. This man gave y'all a snippet while he sat the passenger side of a Civic. Yeah, was, <laughs> y'all held on to it. Y'all try to get it on SoundCloud. She kept putting it off her streaming <laughs> sites, and y'all finding a way to bring it up. Nigga slowed it down a little bit, so it's like she can't find. I'm like the shit y'all went through to oh hijack God. her song. So wait, how are they doing at the Tim's? AI, 
They literally could put somebody else's voice That's over, it. but the Rihanna one sound good. Oh, so it's Rihanna singing the Tim song. Yeah, it's a not Rihanna, Rihanna voice and Tim's collab. Singing the Tim song. So Damn. now everybody, oh shit, Tim, Tim's, what's up? Like, and my thing, AI needs to stop. They're making hey. fake people using fake voices. Hey, Nothing's I ain't real. Gonna lie. Tim's is gone. They're going to be using that shit to get out of school, out of. Out of it's out crazy. Of, out of work. Yeah. Going to be calling they, they HR with a, with a sick child in the back, mommy. <laughs> yeah, or on the screen, it's not really me. You know what I mean? It's an AI description of myself. I'm gone. Yeah, you can make you can make pictures of yourself and shit you would never wear. Yep. You can be you can be a goddamn cowboy. You can be anything. <laughs> you can be anything you want. That's crazy. And it's scary. really scary. It's terrifying. I'm gonna be like you. Gonna have to uh, before you make a decision on anybody. Like think of if you are a company trying to look for influencers, mm-hmm. and it's a whole AI. P- Profile. Oh my goodness. They got you. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Catfish going on 10. Catfish on 10. That's different. Man, where we at? We in the Matrix, right? That, I need to rewatch that so I can be prepared for what's coming. I need to rewatch red, red that. Pill, blue pill. And what's the other one with the robots? I am legend. I am legend. I mean, you see the, the people making these goddamn uh, robotic dogs. I remember I was in Austin. I saw a goddamn robotic DoorDash. I mean, Grubhub. Just Delivering. Dro- Delivering some shit fucked me up. Cause I'm like walking and something just like literally like while I'm at the at the corner. I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. That's some you got them riding around all over the Domino's goddamn. Domino's got them delivering pieces. Look at all these media jobs <laughs> they taking away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro, do you know how sick that gotta be? Bro, you did you did found a way to finesse the game. Let me door dash this shit. You know what I'm saying? Door dash six hours a day. That's scary. Cash myself out. You know nah, what I'm saying? Nah, they like, man, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Robot. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop. We ain't paying him nothing. <laughs> and he don't complain about his hours. <laughs> Not at all. He can work all times of night. Oh, man. That's scary. I, I ain't gonna lie, shoot. Back in 2016, when I had got laid off, I, I was like, I had did the uh, math. So after they had paid me my um severance or whatever, my... uh. My little going away package. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you, like we go pay you enough to get up out of here for a few mm-hmm. bucks and hope, hope, hope for the best. And I just realized unemployment don't pay me enough. Like, see, that's six, that's six eighty every two weeks was like nothing. Like I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to go out here and just study it out. I'm <laughs> I Ubering. Got I Ubered for about a month and a half. You did the Uber and Uber Eats. I was living in Louisville. Man, I, ain't, I used to kill at the airport though. Yeah, I would. I would imagine so. I drove a nigga like deep, way past Rock Wall, and he and I remember that was like an eighty dollar ride, and then he took me like forty dollars. So I start posting up at the at the airport and just waiting for somebody to hit because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's where the money was. Yeah. But then you know I'm like, bro, I don't like people in my car. And for that long, like that's the, that's when I knew this shit wasn't for me. Mm-mm. And then you gotta think, if you like at night when you get the the spike. They paying you more for the drive, but it's a bunch of drunk ass motherfuckers. I almost whooped the goddamn white boy no, ass. What did he do? <laughs> Uptown. So a bunch of drunk ass kids. I feel like these was SMU kids. They get in the car. So I'm um, it's called Dollar Social now, but it used to be something else. Concrete it, Cowboy. It was Concrete Cowboy, and they were getting in from Concrete Cowboy, and the dude like I it was. 
First of all, six of y'all can't fit in my goddamn oh, car. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, it's only supposed to be four people in here right. max. So also back out. So I'm seeing my back seat full and somebody in the front seat. First of all, I hate when people ride in the front that's seat. That's so childish. And so mm -hmm. one motherfucker, I guess, didn't get in. And so I'm like getting ready to like roll out because the door closed. He was like, fuck, what the fuck are you rolling, get, taking off for? You, you see I'm not in here. Dumb fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, he talked, like, I, at first I didn't think he was talking to me. I'm like, there's no way. No, it's impossible. No way he's talking to me in my shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, do you really need this? Okay. Because I can backhand his ass like my mom used to do right now. And they're going to think I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? Right, now you wrong. Like, I would have been the angry man, angry black man that beat up four privileged white kids because yep. they would have they jumped in. Now I've got to whoop all y'all ass. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like every black person walking by would have jumped in too. Absolutely. So now we got a whole goddamn it's a race, race war. war. Yeah. Uptown, because one goddamn privileged white boy wanna got talk goddamn talk crazy to me in my car. Mm hmm But I took I rolled in silence. I just rolled in silence. I matter of fact, I ain't even put no music on. I wanted them to feel the awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just turned the shit off. I'm just riding. They just talking about said it was like, where are we going? You want a water burger? I remember one girl talking about you want a water burger? And then I'm just walking. He was like, and I heard one of them say, you think you'll stop at Waterbury? Fuck, no, I'm not. I was like, I ain't making no stops. <laughs> <laughs> I think they knew then. Like, this nigga ain't the He ain't one. fucking with us. <laughs> like, I dropped him off at some not goddamn like, town home, and they got their drunk ass out of my car. And that was probably the second to last day before I quit Uber. I bet. I'm like, I'm too, I'm too good no, for this shit. No, uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, uh-uh. I can't. I felt like the help. I don't want nobody in my car. I don't want to keep my car clean for y'all. And you talking to me crazy. And it's my gas. Mm -mm. Man, that shit. I ain't gonna lie, but that shit like dope money though. Cause you just be in bed, just can't sleep at one in the morning. Like, let me go make some money. That's crazy. Just turn the Uber app on. Just <laughs> <laughs> ride around with that bitch until somebody. That's just ride around at one thirty until somebody. Beep, beep, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real. That's crazy. Hey man, you. you gotta get it how you live, man. Look at you, you resourceful. Hey man, I I, I could not wait on unemployment. I I needed to have something coming in all the time. That's a good trait. Like shit, bro. Like that's why any man with a car or anybody with a car and insurance, you gotta have insurance. Mm -hmm. Man, get your ass on Uber or some shit and go make some money, man. I might. Mm, I don't like my car. Nah. You don't drive good enough to be happy. Excuse happy. you. <laughs> I'm an A1 top-notch driver. Your, your goddamn your got like, Uber rate to be a 4-1. No, they're like mine. I mean, it is going to be fun. Reckless driving. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if I do have people in my car who are rushing, I got you. <laughs> I'm the rushing Uber. I get you where you need to be fast. Oh, man. You silly. What's been going on with you, though? Honestly, I... Everything. Um... You know, work, my job is great, but, like, it's picking up because the summer is a busy season for us. Yep. Um, and then at Batty Brunch, um, I've been just trying to secure partnership deals with, like, liquor brands and, like, companies and stuff. I actually have an event coming up with Batty Brunch um, in partnership with Patron that I'm really excited about. Um, and just trying to, like, have events often, mm -hmm. especially those free events. You've been, it's like, my movie screenings and stuff that I'll do. I feel so. I feel so much like an influencer. Do you when you go? Because you know I don't post on social media or nothing, but I be trying to put my app, my, my uh, hashtags. <laughs> yeah, like, this shit looks trash. No, <laughs> like hopefully she reposts it. No, I think it's just posting and tagging that helps. But 
just, you know, brunch, movies, a Southern classic. I'm going to do a National Rosé Day party with Chef Kev at Pangea. Um, so just Batty Brunch is going. Royal Cliff is moving. Um, people want me to do events for them. Fucking trying to date, but like not trying to get in my head about it. Good health, keep my apartment clean. I feel like like in my 30s, it's just so much to juggle. And then the podcast, you know what I mean? So it's just like so many things, but. It feel like you lit. Is that what it feels it, like? It wouldn't sound like you lit. <laughs> <laughs> People try to book me, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they got to get in where they fit in. <laughs> Niggas on my line. I ain't really got time. That's what it sound like. That's I read through it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying. I hate you. I don't like you. Hey, I'm putting it in there. Hey, you know, this your season. Bad I guess so. Shit. You're glowing. You know what? I am glowing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's my new skincare routine. Hey, that, line, that, 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 that line stay busy. Yeah, people hit my line. But yeah, I have been busy. Um, but also, I take time for myself often. Um, but what about you? What you been up to? Man, you know... Uh... Been working for the white man, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm sound like a, nah, I'm a boss Hispanic, so uh, oh, okay, black and brown connection. <laughs> but nah, uh, honestly, man, just working. Uh, I, I I really have found myself in real chill vibes. Um, mm. preparing to go to Arizona next week. Sorry, uh, I lied to you, Martin. Did they want to go to Arizona? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> What's in Arizona? Me and my uh, me and my girl, we we celebrating our two year anniversary coming up. Yay! She done hijacked my four twenty holiday. Oh, is it on four twenty? Yeah, it's on four twenty. Four twenty will never be the same for me. No. <laughs> oh, y'all can do four twenty. No, what I'm saying together. is like, nigga, I need to prioritize this because yes. I forget it's about weed now. Yeah. Four twenty, I know it's coming up. It's about something else. It's about something else. I feel that. Um, so we going to Savannah. The wellness resort we went there last year. It's like almost an annual thing for us. Oh my god, that's so it's rich. Like so relaxed. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I just know, damn. I, I just feel like Arizona is a peaceful place to be. I've heard. You know what I mean? Like and just riding through Arizona, so lit. And if you ever go to Arizona, the best thing to do is put the Waiting to Excel uh, soundtrack on mm-hmm. and just ride. Like we we had we went to this spot called Different Point of View. It has an amazing view where it overlooked the city. Yeah. And it's about a 20-minute ride, 25-minute ride from the resort. And we just riding and just imagine the Arizona night. Oh, my and goodness. purple and orange and stuff. And it ain't a lot going on, so it's just you and mountains the and the mm-hmm. road and the sky. And I'm just thinking about myself, like, this feels like the opening the way to Excel. Oh, that's you so, know, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I'm jamming in my head. Like, hey, man, put that shit on. And then that's just so ride sweet. Out. Probably gonna have Tim's on or something like this. Yeah, Tim's or Rihanna. I'm trying to get my playlist together now for the ride. Like that's my favorite part of the trip. Just the playlist just ride. Like and just because we don't get to see that shit when we 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 here in Texas. Yeah, I, absolutely not. I mean, you could go to Marfa, um, but Arizona is way better. Yeah, you know. And then I always say, man, y'all don't sleep on that. You know, I feel like it ain't enough of us that go to places outside of the norm. That's real. That's very real. I want Arizona is on my like solo trip list. Like that's the place I want to go. Would be a perfect place for you. I'm. Go, I need to get the information after this because um, I really want to look it up. Um, I was gonna say something else. Something about Arizona because it's a wellness resort and spa. 
So what that means is like it's like all about relaxation and just chill mm. vibes and just like they got yoga classes, they got like stretching classes, they got How you, cool. And like it's just one of the ones. It's something that Joan would do on girlfriend. I see that. If she had a breakup. Yeah. You feel me? When like, she has a breakup. Because <laughs> they're often. They, they're often. Like, I, I've been watching Girlfriends. You know, that's oh, our shit. show we watch when we go to bed. Mm, okay. And I'm not watching it in order, so you kind of notice the the uh, the consistency of the characters. Mm-hmm. Joan just was the common denominator of fucking up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we've caught it out. We're going to do a deep dive one day on Girlfriends. That'd be good, because she's, she's problematic. So is other, so are other people on the show. Oh, I hate Tony Childs. She, she did just, that white man real wrong. She did everybody she knew. But the real white wrong. man stood out. She like he kept saying, "I can't afford this shit." She put him in debt. She did. She ain't want him. She didn't. Like, 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 like Mara. This is Mara. And then the final time where somebody didn't show up for her, which was Joan, which was bad. She swing on him. It's a, it's a it's you know come on now tone Tony Childs. Tony Chaz with Tony Chaz Realty. Mara, Mara, I ain't gonna lie, she's an amazing producer, like director, and she, but she makes some toxic ass shit. Did I tell you I ran into her in Martha's Vineyard? I'm the rich one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, did you just stun on us? Oh my gosh, like we did, we did brunch <laughs> over Cleco. And orange juice. Is that what you told me? That's not what I just said. Oh, I wish. Overlooking the bay. I'll be going back this summer, so hopefully I'll see her again. Martha's Vineyard. I don't even, what does the air, what does it taste like? <laughs> what does the air taste like in Martha's Vineyard? I went to Martha's Vineyard to treat myself to a self-care weekend. My first time traveling alone. And I stayed in Oak Bluffs. But I had Ubered on my last day to Edgartown, which is like where the Obamas have their property and stuff. Stunt one on one. We listen. They got the property. I'm just visiting. <laughs> we listening, though. We listening. So there's this uh, coffee shop called Behind the Bookstore. So there's a bookstore in the front, and then behind the bookstore is a cafe. So you go through this like cute gravel little backyard. It's super, super cute and chic. And so I'm sitting there to get my bougie black girl content because I want to experience all the things. So I have my croissant. And my latte, which was terrible. Um, and I'm just sitting there, right? And then this super cute black lady walks by. And I'm the only black person there. And so I see her, and I'm mesmerized if I don't say yeah, anything. She, your mom wanted them warm. You know? And then the gray hat was flowing. She had that. She had a visor and a tennis outfit on. It was <sighs> navy and white. It was like, you are living what I should be living. Yeah. And so she gets her coffee and stuff. And as she walks out, I see her. And she's like, what did she say? Oh, I stopped her. And I was like, I'm sorry, but like, you are beautiful. I don't know who she was. Yeah. I was like, you are beautiful. I just had to say that. She's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. I was like, you too. And five, four, three, no way. That's not her. Is it her? I go to her Instagram. This lady is in the place that I'm in. It has to be her. So it was her. I saw Myra. Yeah. And I'll never forget that moment ever in my life. That's that's how you see celebrities, like real money celebrities. You got to go to places like that because they just be chilling. <laughs> they just, was just casual. Just be walking around casually like that, like just enjoy the rest of your day, <laughs> no, no. fellow rich black girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what she said. I feel like if she was in Atlanta, she would have stopped. Hell no, Atlanta, Chicago. <laughs> like, oh, you 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 in my ballpark? Hey, you have a good day. <laughs> I want her to be like, would you like to come play tennis with us? That shit would have been lovely. And I would have been like, yes, fuck that fairy. Fuck that flight. 
I'll wait. Imagine sitting trying to bullshit these people talk about. I used to play at the summer with my pop. <laughs> Not my, pop. <laughs> my papa. My papa. <laughs> Motherfucker lie these people. I do play tennis. Thank you very much. So oh, I would have fit man. right in. Your ass would have been like, uh, what's on the uh, uh, Esquire off of ATL? <laughs> 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 yeah. They'll know your project, baby. They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know. No, I don't have Instagram. Sorry. Yeah, what's your name? You know, my dad would never <laughs> let us on <laughs> no, social media. No, exactly. <laughs> Mess up the brand. That, here's my email though. Because <laughs> what? Mm-mm. Patty Brunch. <laughs> Sounds exclusive. It is. Thanks, Mara. <laughs> See you next summer. <laughs> oh my God. I will be there next summer. I don't know how I got on Martha's video. Oh man, she probably got a crib next to the Obamas. Oh man. Uh, Michelle be like talking shit over mimosas. Yeah, I'm so, going to, I think next this summer I probably would try to stay in Edgartown and like visit Oak Bluffs. Us common people don't know those places. <laughs> I don't know how to get to Martha's Vineyard. Like, how do you get there? Like, I ain't never been to the airport and saw a flight to Martha's Vineyard, so I don't know how to get there. Please stop taking me out. Never even looked it up on to see what the flights are. So that's, that's a different level right there. Like, I got to keep going. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you, friend. I saw Inkwell. Didn't even think it was a real place. That's why I went. <laughs> I went because of Inkwell. I didn't even think it was a real place. And I'm Inkwell, like, niggas, niggas yes. is balling like this. It's a real place. <laughs> and Inkwell Beach. Like, it's real. Niggas is balling like this, huh? Okay. It was very nice. You know, I didn't know this. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, hey, man. I, I'm proud of you. Thank you. God damn it, I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. We got this little spread here. Yes. You know, we ain't started drinking yet. We this is all sober. This, this is, is all how sober you know thoughts. We, we, ain't, we ain't seen each other in a while. This is all sober. Okay, so can I talk about the drink? Yeah, come on, put us on. So basically, you know, I'm doing my event with Patron on April 23rd. Tickets are still on sale. Um, But I went through French 75s, and they were like, well, let's use Patron to make Mexican 75s, basically, is what they call them. So... I have all the supplies here. I got Patron Silver. I got some sparkling wine, which I just like to call champagne. I have Saint Germain, which is my favorite elderflower liqueur. And I have some lemon juice. I have some lemon juice packets, courtesy of Twan. Quick trips finally. <laughs> I asked Twan to pick me up some lemon juice and this is what he brought me. This is such a man's response to getting the job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Easy clean up. Looking. There's you know. so many packets. Um, I have some simple syrup, two martini glasses. I really wanted to use like champagne flutes, but I only had one. So I got martini glasses and I have a lemon zester because I want to zest some lemon to go on top of the cocktail. Man, this is when you this is what you miss out on when you don't date women. <laughs> like when you just be at home playing video games. I bet y'all don't have a zester. Hello. I didn't never I never had a zester in my house till I, I got with my girl. <laughs> This is type of stuff men just don't have laid around. And don't even think to. to I ain't have a cutting board. I was like, I'm going to tell you why I never had a cutting board. I'm going to tell you why I never had a cutting board. Because I don't like clean up after. (laughs) So what you was cutting on? Paper plates? (laughs) Plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Not the paper, because you know that it cuts through. through. So I get the plastic. Oh my God. The shit shit is immaculate, but goddamn it, like, I'm not trying to wash it. Like, Dishes in the sink give me anxiety. I get that. 
Like you, you must remember just get boomerang. A every time they have the the, uh, the Thanksgiving dinner episode. Oh, episode, that kitchen. And then the kitchen after that, I have to skip through it. It gives me anxiety. For real. Yep. That's a little known fact. I'm, I'm throw it off. Wow, I would have never known that. And, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then what irks me is how clean they looked after they did it. Like this nigga still got his his, his damn turtleneck on. I'm like, ain't no way. Right? You had, had to come chitlins. up them clothes. They had chitlins. Mm-mm. I know this is a random ass uh, discovery of mine, but hey. There we go. I'm making a cocktail right now, so I'm trying to... I haven't made a cocktail in a while, but I love making cocktails for the men that I'm dating, when they, my gentleman callers, when they come over to my house. The gentleman callers? Mm-hmm. Your hoes? That's not what I said. I'm not dealing with hoes no more. I told well, I mean, you that. I mean, you know, that's why you said you ain't been making no cocktails recently. No, I haven't. But maybe I'll make one later. I am. I, I will say this, though. You know, I feel as though um, it's certain things that when a girl likes you, when a woman likes you, bro, you can tell. When she at home and she making you drinks and shit when you come over, trying to get you lit, you know what I'm saying? I but love she, it. She putting salt around your rims and shit. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I would like to have a man over and we make drinks together, <laughs> you know? Like, I think that's like... A really intimate thing. I mean, anything you do in the kitchen together is intimate. You know, I feel like that's something we have to do. We do that once a week at least. Really? Cook Y'all cook a meal together? <laughs> yeah, we we be each other's sous chef. You know what I'm saying? So we what's the what's the last meal y'all made? Uh, matter of fact, the last meal we made together, um, we made a salmon, um, with like a a, a crawfish uh, sauce sauce um, that we put on top. And with some crawfish tails in it, and then we had uh, we had that over a bed of rice, and then we had some broccolini. I guess my invite, y'all have invited me over, and I haven't been able to make it, so I Nigga, think my you, invite you, has been revoked. You That's lit. fucked up. You lit. No. You know what I'm saying? So shit. When you got time, you know what I'm saying. We know your, your schedule is gonna be busy. Come over and pull up, pull up, bring some 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 uh some. Some champagne or something, you know. You all you you love bringing champagne to everybody. I I really do. Prosecco queen. You know. I love bringing champagne to people's houses. But uh, you know another thing I wanted to talk about today. What? Um, man, you know they say nostalgia is is a great place to be, but sometimes it's scary. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, Freak Nick, uh, oh, the documentary shit. got a lot of people shook. Yeah. In Generation X, um, the millennials. Uh, I feel as though we'll find out exactly how the 90s were for some people who weren't there. Because, you know, we feel as though they didn't have fun. Yeah. You know how we try to, we forget that our parents and our uncles and stuff, um, they turned up just like us. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. actually, they have a true life on Freak Me. If you ever. On what station? It's channel? on YouTube. On what station? It's, how on, old am it's I? on YouTube. It's like literally 1998 Freak Nick. And they, they dudes went down there in the Winnebago, and that's when you know times change. They went down there with a Winnebago, and it was a stunt. That's, that's like letting you know we about to get lit. Letting you know we about to get lit. That's AMSR right there. <laughs> I actually like ASMR uh, videos, too. We're going to see, because if it's nasty to one, don't tell the camera. You know my favorite ASMR person? You know that black lady that be, that be uh, with the dried-up lipstick the, uh, that be like... <laughs> no. Ooh, I don't know who you talking I'm about. I'm going to show it to y'all, but yeah, that's my favorite. That's who put me in the ASMR game. That was the first one I was like, this shit's relaxing. You just sitting there 
watching her like chew on Jolly Ranchers and shit. What? Because the sound in the mic. Like, <laughs> uh, you like that? I'm weird. I told that shit you. Y'all, me I guess this episode, y'all find out I'm a How little weird bit off. You know what I'm saying? Introduce the next episode. I like you that. Know. I like the episode. You know, I mean, I feel like it's it's it much is. worse stuff you could be weird about. Champagne popping. Big things. Let's gonna do a little little topper for you, and then we're gonna <laughs> zest the lemon. And this feels like one of them goddamn catbird drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and I put a little bit of zest on there. I feel like I'm supposed to be paying you like twenty four. This is one of them cocktails that costs about twenty four dollars. Hell yeah! <laughs> STK drinks is nineteen dollars. People, I don't recommend. But the happy hour is not. And that's all she doing is that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Freak Nick documentary. Yes. What uh, do you think it's gonna be like? I think it's gonna be so. I, I they have a podcast. If y'all, if y'all haven't, uh, they have a podcast series on Freaknik where they kind of like walk through the creation of it, like how it started. They interview some people who went. If it's nasty, <sighs> not my fault. Okay, handle with care. Oh man. <laughs> It was refreshing. It was good. Really? You want some more liquor? Or no. it doesn't be sweeter or something? No, it's perfect. Look at her making me cultured. Cue the applause. Mm. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm going to make mine. I have some linen pants on. Okay. Maybe you should go to the Southern Classic. Y'all hear her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm going to make mine. But listen, Freak Nick. Yeah, so what do you think it's going to be like? What, what you know, what is your opinion of what this documentary is going to is going to portray? Honestly, from the I'll say this. I've always been curious about Freaknik, but I've never been one of the people that's like, I always wanted to go to the Freaknik. Like, no, it just seemed like too unhinged. Like everything is everywhere. I also wasn't the person like during undergrad, I wasn't excited to go to Miami for Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it's just way too unhinged for me. Yeah. Um, but I do think people are talking about the type of demographic that is going to catch the most flack from this documentary. I think black male educators. That's the demographic that I think will be called out. That was the nigga that was down. People there. that are principals now. <laughs> Administrate police officers, mayors, deacons, <laughs> yeah, this dignitaries. Is, like, <laughs> that's who's gonna have a fall from grace. Cause uh, I ain't gonna lie, I was watching the True Life one yesterday, and uh, what scared me is it's kind of predatory at moments. Cause it's like women. It, it felt as though it was one part. It was one part where the girl was like dancing, and the dudes was so adamant about touching it, and then they just started ripping the clothes off. The cops had to come in. That's the scary part of it. I feel as though for them to actually portray a, a, the entire aspect of of what Freak Nick was, they have to show it from every angle the good and the bad. Okay. You know, Keep like, going with that. You yeah. know, especially because to add context to it, especially in the time now that we know better, you know, we are more aware of the behaviors we should be mm-hmm. doing when it comes to uh, to women. I think that's why it'll, it'll start conversations um that that might be a little, you know, that might be a little serious. Mm-hmm. And only I say this because 
if you ever look at Girls Gone Wild and things like that, it's normally a, a contingent of men around a few women doing acts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the portrayal of that back then was way more acceptable than it is now. So I think that's going to uh, that's gonna um, rub some people the wrong way. But the good thing about it, I think it's going to humanize the generation to us. Okay. You know what I'm so what is our what is the millennial perception of the of Gen X? Like how do we feel? Because I I hung out when I went to um dinner at the house of the CEO at the um office of the CEO at the Arboretum last night. I hung out with a lot of Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Um and it was odd because I was the only millennial and four Gen Xers. You know what I'm saying? So I was outnumbered, so to speak. But when I was telling them about the Southern Classic and what demographic that is, I was like, oh, Southern Classic is like ages 27 to 37, mm-hmm. right? They were like, oh, oh, my God, that, that's too young, you know? And so, but what I was asking her to curate to me, what, is the, what does the ideal event have for your demographic? It was a lot of the same elements, open bar, food, music, you know? so With no vlogs, mm. no content created. Gotcha. I think that's a big thing. That's the disconnect between the generation X and the millennials is we're the first generation to really like grow up with social media. Mm-hmm. So we documented everything. We, yeah, I mean, it's what we know. Like I was just at uh, St. Rocco oh. l- last night. It was literally two girls in the middle. Like I go to the restroom because we were sitting outside. I go to the restroom. It's two girls literally got a whole standing up about four feet high with a phone attached to a standing up making content in the middle of the goddamn restaurant. Oh my God. But that's where we are now. Like, and so that's I, where we are I now. Think that's the disconnect for us because, you know, they always say, because you got to think a match, Freaknik would have never happened with social media. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> that was one of the things that made it dope because you kind of had to be there to to catch the vibe that's why you have photo albums that are coming out now like my my mom used to take us to beach party like i went to capital with my mom Mm. and the shit you used to see was crazy but i could never explain it to you if you wasn't there like yeah a woman like riding around the back of a motorcycle with her titties out just straight out just straight out and my mama like trying to control the situation but like mama you brought me you brought me here you brought me here yeah (laughs) You know, and I remember, uh, I don't know how she got the footage, but so they used to have the little cassette tapes that go inside the big cassette tapes for the uh, video camcorders. Mm -hmm. So uh, my mom had like beach party like videos, like, like, and so some of her homeboys would record on her camera. And and I remember being there, but I never was around when like women like were doing their thing or whatever. But I would sneak and watch the videos when she would leave. And that's when I knew, like, oh, shit. What was you seeing, young like, Twan? Man, one uh, dude we was with, <laughs> he had a side that said, let me see some G-string. He had made a side that said, let me see some G-string. Mm-hmm. Like, he had wrote on the back of, like, a beer box or some shit. And he had flattened it and just. And so they by the water at Surfside, so Memorial Day, 4th of July, during the Capitol, the black people would go to Surfside. That's okay. like a part of Galveston. Okay. And so it's like cars parked on the sea line and all that and everything. Just people just walking the beach and like just doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas with, with girls popping ass and shit, 
dudes on four wheelers oh and God. motorcycles and girls is bent over like so you were seeing it like dudes putting their hand in the girl ass and shit like no. that or in their vagina like and one of the things that stood out to me was that one of the girl it was like this group of three girls and I remember it was one that had a real shortcut with a blue uh a blue bikini and her homegirl was just with the shits. Like she was All the jumping. sexual shits? Yeah, she was on jumping on niggas and like they was like, you know, like picking up and like, you know, and like acting like they fucking and shit. Like, oh my God, and, that whole thing. All the dudes wanted the girl in the blue. But she wasn't the one. She wasn't the one on the shit. But because, but because she was with the group of girls that was with the shits, they like hounding her and like trying to put their finger. She like, nah, uh, nah, uh, nah. Oh she my like, god! But on some birds of a feather flock together vibe. I remember, and that's what I'm saying. Is so the thing about it is that's the type of stuff that I feel as though when people's like, oh, your mama gonna be, you gonna see your mama. I'm like, bro, your mama shaking ass. Because first of all, women didn't even dress provocative like that back in the day. Because like jerseys and jean shorts was like provocative. Like mm. wearing like a halter top and some. "Quote unquote hoochie mama shorts, which yeah. are denim that don't even show your ass. But from them videos, they was dre- dressed. But that was the video girls. That was so abnormal back in the day. I never forget ESG uh, swinging and banging video got shot in front of my mama house, my grandmother's house on Easter, <clears throat> and the dancers parked at my Aunt Marcy house and walked to the to the video set, and they had uh, shorts with rips in them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you could see their ass. And when I tell you that was like, oh my gosh. Like you would have thought they was walking naked, because this is in the '90s where the style was more like it was hard to be a hoochie mama, like because they didn't even make the clothes like in normal places ah, to get. Gotcha. You was like, you was curating your own you hoochie like, clothes. Like I was watching True Life, and the girl was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be my hoochie shirt. It got my back out." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <think of> that. <laughs> like she was like her back out. Like, oh my gosh. Serving. About to serve, yeah, you know, yeah. Hey, my mama can't see me in this. Yeah, yeah. Like you about to show your goddamn shoulders. And that's the blueprint for the two thousands. <laughs> we was wearing low rise jeans with g strings on our hips. Exactly. You would see. I would give you the illusion of like yes. they under here. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And I'm not calling nobody out. I'm just saying they just didn't make the clothes. Mm-hmm. Like you had to. So the video girl couldn't dress like. I mean, a normal girl couldn't even dress like the video girl if she wanted to because where were you going to get it? Right, right. And so, because if you're watching the documentary, like, the girls was walking around and, like, shit, you were, like, less, more clothes than you would go work out in nowadays. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, damn, they really thinking, like, they, they out here, free-tastic like, free with, yeah. with the clothes. I'm like, God damn, we went a long way. Yeah, they had fashion over, baby. <laughs> like, they didn't. <laughs> I saw one dude, uh, J-Bo from BMF, he said in his interview, he was like, he was like, what's the biggest change for you when you got out of jail? Mind you, he went to jail in like 2004. When he get out? He got out like last year. Okay. Or the year before. And he was like, man, I went to Walmart. Seeing all these girls walking around in like tights and spandex and like, like this is what they wear now? Like yeah. he fucked up. Oh <laughs> but, my God. And here I am with, with tights on right but now. But it's so like. Crazy, and like he said, it's so like I didn't know what to do with myself. Bamboozled. I'm like, damn, it really was like different. <laughs> like <laughs> that's wild, and it puts things in perspective to you. It's like we are a risque generation. I mean, yeah, but it's because like we liberated. 
we stand on the shoulders of those who came before well, us. Type it, vibes. it always advances. It's like it the envelope advances. will always be pushed. Yeah. And so um I feel like some ladies and some dudes will be looking at their dads and their uncles a little differently. You know what I'm saying? This is what y'all was on. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go ahead and ask my parents. I know my mama didn't go. She ain't the type. How old are your parents? Not Gen X. Yeah, they would. They wouldn't. Like, that was only if you was like, if you was over 25, at Freak Nick, you was doing the most. So, these people are how old now? Um, They'll be about 50, just not hitting their 50s. Okay. Like, they're in my mom's generation. Gotcha. My mom was born in 69. Okay, so my mom was born 20, in 60. She would have been 25. Okay. You know, like... I, like, I know my mom used to go to Kappa and to the beach party and all that, so I know she was outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my mom was the the friend that kept the, the uh, like, nah, uh well, nah. I know that. The reason right. I know that because she had, that's how she was at the crib. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I felt like I knew the ones. <laughs> now that I think back, I yeah. knew the ones. Yeah. I'm just leaving Is it. Is that your aunties? <laughs> they weren't my aunties, but okay. they act like my aunties. They, they was. Not the your one, real aunties, but like yeah, the ones I feel like was the ones was the ones that started telling me I was getting getting muscles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Auntie Nisi. Yeah. Auntie Pam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wearing the tight clothes. And yeah. Shit at forty. Gotcha. <laughs> like, you know right. the ones. I know huh? the ones. Keep them fresh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, I'm excited. Not excited, but I am curious rather. Black twenty is gonna go up that day. Yeah, it's gonna be. Everybody who's a professor at Black Twitter University is going to speak their minds. That's why I wanted to get ahead of it on the conversation before the think pieces came out. Yeah. I'm I'm scared to watch it, to be honest. Like, I'm scared to see that gathering, like a woman being trapped in a circle mm-hmm. of men. Like, I'm scared of that. But I also do want to see, like, is there a, not a good side, but what was the positive side? Because how long was the well, picnic run? I'm going to tell you, it started in, like, 92, 91. But I'm going to tell you... Th- Freaknik was dope because there wasn't a lot of crime in Freaknik. Mm. They will tell you that. Well. I'm talking about like violent crime, like niggas getting shot up and gotcha. shit. Okay. Because honestly, it was, and what I like about it in the documentary, the, the podcast documentary talks about it, how the city kind of embraced it the first few years. Like they allowed y'all to rock out. Freaknik was allowed? I got just well, the name they, itself. You gotta, you gotta, crazy. They literally took over a segment of the city to where the traffic was at a standstill. Okay. But the cops were a lot, were like literally alone. Yeah. They'll call a lot something that was great, like very like brash or something. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they just let them rock out. Yeah. And um, so, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I just feel as though don't judge. The reason I say don't judge because... You never know when your shit gonna come out. That's real. You're like, imagine what our kids gonna be thinking when they start finding out, like OnlyFans and shit like that. Yeah. Or your your, your they mama highlights on her birthday. Yeah. Or they daddy like when he went with his partners. You know. You know what I'm saying? I know like exactly what you're saying. I always wonder that because it's certain chicks I be following. Because niggas be private with their shit on social media if they like including doing their that. girls. They just real private. Exactly. All the way but you got like it's some chicks I be following, and I'm like. Your kid like fifteen. <laughs> I know he didn't came across your shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're on the same. We're on the same apps. <laughs> like that's what is different. Like we're on the same. Like, apps. We on the same apps. Your mama sitting there going back and forth with a chick on Facebook. Ugh. You know, Facebook is where you go back and forth. Oh, with people. for sure. The hood is on Facebook. If you for ever want to sure. see the hood chronicles, go to Facebook. I, you know, my thing is, it's gonna like. Back then, what they were doing, the sexual assault side of what they were doing yeah. was wrong, period. Because it, it, it too much was allowed. Right. Correct. But, like, the fun aspect, quote-unquote, fun aspect of it 
it's jarring now because we live in different times where things like permission and emotional intelligence and, you know, speaking your mind and like having agency over your body. All of these are terms that we use now that weren't even a fucking thing. Yeah. then. I'd imagine because I was in elementary school. But I think now to your point, it's kind of like we are going to look at it with a different lens because we I mean. We're a different type of black people. That's why I know the think pieces coming. Yeah. I know the think pieces uh-huh. are coming. They, they already here. They got the notes already <laughs> exactly. prepared. Like, I'm going to call like this. This is going to be my talking point. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, I ain't going to lie, but y'all make sure y'all pull up and watch that. Hey, you had spoke about something that we wanted to get to, though. What did I speak about? But I got to preface it with a story. I'm kind of tipsy. Me too. This shit was effective. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you know what I'm going. saying? Uh so I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Um, you know, I think I spoke about this briefly to you, uh, but there was a man in uh in Oregon. Mm-hmm. They say he emptied roughly two hundred thousand dollars out of his family's joint bank account. That means it wasn't just his. <laughs> and when he emptied that bitch out, though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just rode up my, around on the freeway and just start. Throwing the money out the making out the it car. rain on the freeway. making it rain on the on, out the freeway. So he robbed his family, unbeknownst to his wife and his kids. How, what is he? What is his race? He that in counts. Oregon. Let's do the math. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's in math. He's, he's in Oregon. Like Colin Davis McCarthy. You have me at Colin. You know what I mean? Colin, like, come you on. don't know a black man named McCarthy. That is Irish to the bone. <laughs> <Like>, McCarthy. <laughs> Look at the Irish. Man, Colin, yeah. though, man, Colin at 38 years old, decided one day he's he going to rob his family. I'm going to take everything. He might as well have put out a gun in his hand and a ski mask on. And this is the crazy part. <laughs> so the authorities are sit. are requesting that anyone <laughs> no, that found money, because they say people just stop their cars and just start getting died. <laughs> and I would have been people. <laughs> like... <laughs> Has the lights on? <laughs> like, <laughs> hold Check the fuck up. Am I tripping? Is it raining, buddy? <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> on the on the sidebar of the freeway, I would have got at least five. Let me get at least five hundred. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no. I would have thought. I would have thought of it as a blessing. Look at God. <laughs> Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he do it? Mama, guess what happened? Uh, I got a hundred thousand dollars. That I phone bill. I had put my phone bill on payment arrangements. It was looking a little shaky coming around. And I was and this is how I know God worked. You know, I've been trying to justify. Yeah, exactly. I had to go back home. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even be on that route. <laughs> like, had he not sent me back had home. Had he not sent me around. Hey. Like, I would have missed out on my blessings. And blessings literally raining down. <laughs> and then when you see it, he put it on his heart <laughs> to go empty out the bank account because he knew I needed it more. He wanted to be a blessing to somebody else. <laughs> Meanwhile, wife and kids destroyed. Oh the man, she, she probably thousand. found out when she was the target trying to swipe this. She's like, man, this decline. I'm like, because they got two hundred uh, G's in there, so she just swiped without a thought. This is <laughs> <what> sick. <laughs> like, I cannot honestly. If I'm married to this person, oh man, what is the conversation like? What conversation? Does, what is the post you find out that your shit on empty? Doesn't talk about <laughs> anger and assault immediately, physically. You ain't got no bomb money either. 
Mama, can you give me out? Because I had to put my hand, I had to put hands on this man for stealing from me. I think it would have been justified too by the cops. You like, stole. Like if a motherfucker, you find out she killed him in his sleep a couple of days later. Hey. I don't think anybody would really judge her. We're not blinking too many eyes. But but my question <laughs> is, why did he do it? That's what it scared me. Because if a nigga just, that's the point. I don't think everybody was thinking like. If a nigga do some shit like that, he either suicide or a homicide or a boat. <laughs> right. Because he don't care about the ramifications of what's about to come Unhinged. with this decision. That's a psychotic break. So that's the that's where I'd be a little nervous, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Because first off, you figure like, oh, this nigga took out $197,000 on a Tuesday. <laughs> Why would the bank allow this? I don't know, but I guess that's, that would, that would so, mean there's a pause now. Somebody should have been like, you need all of it? Or all of it. Even the 23 cent? The 23 cent. <laughs> Give me my two dimes and my three pennies. <laughs> I want it all. I need all the coins. Even your sons? I want yes. it. I want that too. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> College for what? <laughs> he won't need it with his dumb ass. He was upset. They can't even color the lines. Johnny has two apples. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know why black parents think yelling it. Johnny has three apples. He gives two to Derek. How many does he have left? Three. Johnny has <laughs> You gotta give me a second. I have literally kids. Tears. <laughs> tears. Parents, don't do this to your child. Oh, so many tears. Okay. Don't do this to your child. Holy shit. Kids scared to move the pills at this point. <laughs> like my mm-hmm. mom used to be like that with my, my brother. Oh my I used to be God. in the room, damn near feeling like he getting his ass whooped. You know how you be sh- shaking like, oh. Sibling guilt. I be in there like, please. Like, you be in there. It's two, nigga. It's two. <laughs> like. <laughs> nah, for I'm sure. Like, I'm like, nigga. Damn, dumb ass. It's two. <laughs> like, oh, my daddy was a mad teacher, and that's how he was with oh us. Oh, my God. When it came to division, mm. my daddy used to be pissed. I'm sweating my ass answers. off over here. God I got lemon damn. juice in my eye. This is oh crazy. Oh my gosh, man. I don't know why that shit, like, that's not supposed to be funny. That's hilarious. It's some scared ass kids <laughs> to this day never worked, that never met they at that scholastic potential because <laughs> PTSD. Parental bullying. They get to school and answer this shit calmly, easy as hell. Yeah, at home, it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I ain't gonna hit you. <laughs> you know, like, be mad at you for you flinching, but you didn't hit me a few times. Over this, this is my response. It's <laughs> a trauma response. <laughs> like, oh man, oh man, that was a great laugh. My mascara is running. This is crazy, man. This is shout out to y'all, <laughs> the parents and the kids too. Like, oh shit, I know it's hard coming home as you've been working. You've been up since six thirty, and your child ain't the brightest. It's annoying, I'm sure. It's gotta be annoying having but a dumb honestly, kid. But honestly, I'm gonna just stop talking. I can't. I'm gonna just give up. <laughs> I will ask my husband to try, ask the sibling to try, and I'm off it. I can see me just just walking away and just turning off the lights, just like this. Because I mean, there's other options. <laughs> like, there's tutoring, but it can't be me. I give up. I'm tapped out. Ma- I'm maybe to, he don't respond to me. I'm getting a cocktail at this point. 
Cause I can't. <laughs> Y'all, Torn is literally sweaty. He's I'm crying gripping. from his forehead. I'm trying. I like. I've never. La- I haven't laughed this hard in so long, man. <laughs> oh my god. So wait, what was we talking about? We was talking about uh, Colin. <laughs> I'm finna say Kaepernick. I'm tripping. Well, how, what would your response be to Colin? I'm <laughs> definitely. Well, obviously, he didn't just do it out of nowhere. I don't believe, unless he really is, you know, struggling mentally. Either way, it's a physical situation now. That's the only thing I have for you is fists. You know what I mean? Fuck a fist. You're getting ran over. Something <laughs> like something <laughs> very dangerous. Because um, I'm going to kill you before you kill me. Because I'm, now I'm, I'm scared for my life. Well, we're not coming home. But now, like, what do we do? We take you to small claim. We take you to court. That money is gone. It's a wrap. It even, you can't even get insurance on it. That's why they, they plead and just bring it back. <laughs> Ain't nobody bringing that shit back. It's Oregon, so they might get about 70% back. <clears throat> That's nice. That's that was in Dallas or Houston, Atlanta. Houston? That motherfucker is They're not coming. following him home to the rest. <laughs> I know it's somewhere in that bitch. They're following him to the <laughs> house. <laughs> Absolutely not. Houston? If a nigga just riding my past like money, it's like, nigga, we can get out and get this money, or we can figure out where the money coming from. Like, which one, which one to do? <laughs> oh, work smarter, not harder. Exactly. <laughs> like, get that nigga. I know he got at least 10 bands. It's like, damn, nigga. It's fucked up. Oh, man. Nah, but how old is this man? 38. And that, 17, 38. That, brought, that brings me to another conversation. Because you had mentioned about the, 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 the 30 scaries. The scary 30s. Yeah. It's a real thing. Why do you think that is? Walk us through it. I'll say this. Honestly, maybe a social perception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when you get to 40, it's like you 40 and you, it's old. I don't think that, but that is the perception, right? So it's like, okay, <clears throat> if old is 40, and my, for as for a woman, you know what I mean? Like, having kids is shaky. You know what I'm saying? You're entering in geriatric pregnancy, you know, um, <clears throat> that's kind of like the only downside I would say to the 40 thing if, if you don't have kids but like 40 it's like ah so that means my 20s I always look at 20s as like your last codependent year of life right you still have parents of some sort you still have a connection to home you're in college the government is hand holding you throughout your process so you still <clears throat> living on campus right. whatever 30s is like your first decade of independence Complete decade. Complete, solid decade of independence for the most part, yeah. right? So you're experiencing things on your own. You got your own apartment probably. You off your mom and them insurance. You know what I mean? At 24, At whatever yeah. it is, it's a wrap. So it's like all you. And then as you kind of like, you turn 30, and it's like, oh, I'm 30. But you basically in your mind 29. You know what I mean? And then you turn 31. It's like, oh, okay. No one cares about 31 or 32. I'm figuring this shit out. But when you are about to be 35. That other side. You are literally crossing. In, you're in your deep 30s. Like, yeah. When somebody be like, yeah, he in his late 30s. Like, that shit hit way different. Late 30s. Even saying mid 30s is the late 30s. shaky. It's a different. That's a different nigga. He, he could be gray. <laughs> like, Anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you make. I was telling my best friend this the other day. At this age, I make audible noises when I sit or stand. Like, when I get up from this chair, I'm going to be like, ugh. My knee hurts for nothing. <laughs> it's sick. It's sick. Like, if I sit down too long, my hip just be so. Oh, it's sick. It's a sick thing. And so I'm just like, 
I'm about to be 35 in November. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, 35, I'm almost 40. You know, and I was kind of talking about it earlier, like all the things that you're balancing. You're balancing mental health, physical health, 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 right? Like we have stuff we got to really start paying attention to. Your par- My parents are getting older. You know, <clears throat> my daddy forgets his keys three times. Now I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Like, should we go to a neurologist? You know what I mean? And making sure that they're, you know, trying to live to see their future grandkid vibes. Yep. So you got parents getting older, anxiety about that, Right. Bills are your bills now. You know what I mean? You're living on your own. You can't just up and quit your job if you don't want to because you take care of yourself. Um, you kind of got to pay attention to fucking politics because the decisions that you make affect Impact your life. Impact Social Niggas. Security. Yes. I, are we going to be able to retire? Like, Hello, our, our planet is like, withering away in I, front I of us. I catch myself at times when I be like trying to scroll through and I see someone on CNN. I'm like, keep going. I'm like, wait, nigga. Yeah, like, go on. back. See what this going on. Yes, and um, I think for me and others alike is sometimes we compare ourselves to our parents or our past generations. Yeah, because I don't have any kids. I'm 36 years old. Mm-hmm. My mom was 36 years, old, 36 years old. I was 19. Sheesh, about to be 20. Mm-hmm. Do you think like think of like the <laughs> the different level of like accountability when you got a kid in college versus yeah. now I'm trying to figure out where I want to go to brunch. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's why we feel as though like we are behind the eight ball at the time because our parents were deep into their mortgages, deep into their marriage at this point, mm-hmm. past generations, and we are more optional accepting generation. What I mean by that is mean? If we don't have to, like, we don't get married out of necessity anymore. We don't have kids because it's the thing to do. We don't respond to you asking us when we're going to have kids, you know, and give them. It's almost offensive. Right. And so I think that this is the first, This we're the start of a generation that really don't give a damn to, like, the social clock. We prioritize self. Yeah. And that's a bad thing at times for some people because they look at it as like, okay, who... Who is impacted when you have a more selfish generation? Can I tell you something? I think. Oh, go ahead. Because then they think like y'all respond like Colin. <laughs> See, that's the thing. <laughs> like, See, I think that, and this is going to be a controversial statement, and I'm receiving it already. Whatever. I think having kids is selfish. <laughs> Wait, yeah, put us on. Like, put us on. It's because okay. Let me ask you this: Why have kids? Name. What why what is the reason to have kids that benefit something other than yourself? The only reason people that, that's real because the only reason somebody will have kids is because they literally want to have kids. Period. It's selfish. Because <laughs> it's no. You bring a kid. You being real, it's no real benefit other than a few more dollars in your check to have kids. You got. And that's really, only during tax season. Everything else is a fucking. It's, it's an expense. I think what romanticizes is high. having kids is the family dynamic. If you have somebody to raise them with, that's what yeah. gets people caught up. Because <laughs> you want to share the, the 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 experience of being a parent and raising a family with this person that you land down yeah. to procreate with most times. It don't work out like that all the time nope. and a lot of times. <clears throat> a lot of times. And so I think that's where it ties is like the connection and the bond that we're creating. And this is what we, it's like something we can build together. In yeah. Way. Yeah. That's where the romanization of having kids comes from mm-hmm. is the potential. 
I'm it's not, all potential though. It's a gamble. It's that's why I said it's potential. I don't gamble. Because your kid <clears throat> might be Johnny at the table. Or <laughs> you have a kid who is Johnny at the table, and then your husband finds you unattractive after you've had kids and they don't want to be with you no more. And that was just you and Johnny, see yourself. You know what I mean? And, and now it's you like, yelling at Johnny even more now because he's don't mad. long And division. now your husband, who was your husband, your estranged husband, got him a new woman. They got them a new Johnny. Now y'all a blended family. And it's like, <laughs> I ain't signed up for this, nigga. That was me, you, and the kids to the end. I just feel like Johnny, more often than not. Johnny Senior told you I'm going to be here. And it's like, I believed you, Johnny. I believed you. I just feel like having kids while the art of pregnancy is beautiful. You know what I mean? I like seeing families together. I get the romanticization of, of family and children. I do. And I can see myself having kids, but I can still go on record and say, I think that having kids is selfish. You want, I want somebody to love me. This my, my son is my king. He my, uh, he my number one little man. Now he got to live up. Come on. No, I see where you're going because sometimes people try to raise their kids into what they want their ideal mate to be or uh, what they wanted themselves to be. Like, you living through your kids. Yeah, and they didn't ask And that's that. the selfishness. Like, so I get where you're coming from. It's like, you're bringing somebody in the world and not allowing them to be their individual self. And so, because I see it all the time. Like, th- look at the haircuts these little boys be having now. Mm-hmm. We had the low cut. You were stunned if you had a Caesar. <laughs> yeah. Now these dudes be having... The braid plaits. They got dye. They, they dye patches. I'd be like, why you want him to look like your crush? Okay. Like, that's weird to me. You know what I'm it's saying? It's strange, for uh, sure. You dressing your kid up in everything you want a man like that you 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 aspire to, to find dressed like. I'm like, he don't want to wear them Gucci shoes. And I also just feel like, I will say this, to be honest, when I think about having kids, and I've told my friends this, when I think about it in my mind, mm-hmm. I don't see a partner there. And that's something I need to unpack in therapy because I grew up in a two-parent home with two very, very present parents. So I don't know what single-parent life is like. So I don't know why when I think about children, I don't see like, oh, I don't I don't imagine help. You know what I mean? Which frightens me even more. That's not the norm that you see anymore. Yeah. It's just not. You're you're literally adjusting to the world around you. I guess so. Because you have to think, a lot of women take the option now, not a lot, but women take the option now of, of having a kid without Regardless. A, a, a mate. Mate or not. They're not waiting on the yeah. man to make it happen. And so I'm, I don't really like blame you for not seeing the mate there, especially as you get longer, like like older, you start like taking away the aspect of like waiting on your prince charming or your princess charming. And I also think that it's hard for me to think about, you know, a partner when it comes to kids. If you want to refill, let me know. I'm just going to make it in your glass. Um, But I just, I don't know. I feel like I don't have a partner. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's hard to be like, oh, when I think of my kids, I want to have three kids. And it's going to be me and my husband. And, like, I'm going to work. And then he's going to do the tutoring while I'm doing the dinner. And, like, Christmas, I don't really think about that because I don't have a partner in my life to, like, envision that with i'm a visual learner and i don't have that so it doesn't make sense to me but um i always say that if my husband wants kids i will give him children mm-hmm. and we can you know do the whole thing but i can't i was at my dad's birthday dinner 
<laughs> I was at my Can dad's birthday. Absolutely. All right, I'm listening. No, yeah, I was at his birthday dinner, and my aunt was like, Sydney, do you want to have kids? And I was like, kind of, but like, no. Like, I don't want to have yeah. kids. I can see me having kids with a family. Um, and I was like, does it seem like more trouble than what they're worth? Does that scare you, though, the idea that you don't want to have kids? Because when you have kids now, it's like, it's a different sacrifice. Your, your day is not your day anymore. You have to plan your day around another being. So it, it, seeing the fact that I would have kids for the person that I love, mm -hmm. that's a concession. Yeah. I think because a piece of me wants to have kids. Mm -hmm. You just want to make sure... You, it's going to be received with the right person. With the right person, because I like what my parents have. Mm -hmm. They celebrate 35 years of marriage July 22nd. I love that. I love that. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't easy. I've seen struggle. Mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, back and forth, you know, all types of little moments of like, let's just take a, a break from this, and then we'll come back stronger type of vibe. Like, I've seen a lot of that, and I respect them for sticking, you know, sticking with it, for our sake and their own. But no, I wouldn't say it's, it scares me because a piece of me does, a piece of me can see myself as a mom. I see myself having boys. Um, I'm just a boy mom to me. My mama thinks the same thing. Um, but for me, it's just kind of like, I tweeted this recently and this was like, it didn't go viral, but I got a lot of likes and a lot of retweets off this tweet. And I was like, y'all, when my freedom is set up, I don't know about kids. Like, I wake up, I can wake up at noon if I want to. The world is bigger for us. It's just the, is. The, the world is just way bigger for our generation. Speak on that. Because we see it. Like, social media has opened the lens of the world that past generation didn't find. So you couldn't aspire as far. Yeah. You know, it's like seeing women and like going and, and living in. Bali for a month and a half. Yes. I see that. Me too. Or, you know, uh, or you like you meet people who just want to live by coastal mm -hmm. every quarter. But when you have a kid, it 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 put it sits you down as far as like you have to give that kid stability for it to really like be able to have a real chance at life. Oh, yeah. And so we kind of buck at the thought of being stagnant and going through your day to day of pick up the kid, feed them, go home. Like that's that's that gives a redundancy to some people that kind of scares <clears throat> that scares us. The lemon pack, lemon pack is going into the French seventy five or the mixing seventy five. So that's why I mean the world is just bigger um, to us, and so that's why I think we are we are less willing to give up our freedom. I mean, yeah, because like you said, the options for us, I feel like we are the first generation where the options are publicly endless. And then we're the ones that come into it while we have more funds available. Cause you gotta think, being in your thirties, you are normally more financial, financially stable if you done life, done life right in any type, shape, or form, or right. you at least have more stability. And so that just gives you more means to to capture and experience these mm -hmm. this, these work, this world, and these things. And you like, you want me to get this up? And I see how people feel that way. You said something before we get out of here that I really want to touch on. Yeah. When. You spoke about the idea that I saw my parents married, but I also saw the process of marriage yeah, on a day-to-day. -day. And we are in a generation, unfortunately, I've said generation about 70 times. <laughs> Sounds like a PBS documentary. Okay. Nigga. But uh, I was, we are in a generation where the majority of us didn't grow up in married homes. Mm -hmm. 
And what that does is it romanticizes the aspect of what marriage is. Like, you feel as though this is supposed to be a sitcom. Yes. And that's why we are the flight generation where we will we will leave at the first Pew. point of any, like, disparity or any type of trepidation yeah. in, the, in the marriage yeah. because it, it's a benefit to see a marriage move day to day. The highs and the lows. It was hard growing up. The stagnant. But, yes. Cause now you feel like, oh, we can work this. You you feel, you have the potential in your mind to believe I can work through this. We can work. I've through seen this. people work through it for. Well, I was I was eight. No, I think I was five when I started to just see things. So for yeah. thirty years, I've seen different aspects of marriage: the ugly side mm-hmm. and the beautiful side. Um, I've seen them raise kids together, and I will say. That was one part where they were kind of always on the same page. Yeah. It's how they wanted to raise us, what they wanted to expose us to. When I was a kid, I never went to Redbird Mall. For those of you who are like in, from Dallas, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I never went to Redbird Mall with my parents, ever. Mm-hmm. The only time I went to Redbird Mall was with my friends. Yeah. I was not allowed to go to Big T. I snuck and went to Big T and got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And my phone took away. We would go to, I and mean, this is not a flick. This is just like them trying to expose us. But to we bigger would, than your neighborhood. We would only go to North Park. North Park and the Galleria, that was it. Because they wanted you to see b- beyond what your your Yes, because my, my daddy grew up in Fifth Ward, Houston. My dad went to Cashmere. Yeah. Like, nothing about him was the Galleria. I think that's also a disconnect with generations, too. It was like, they're the first generation that felt as though moving to a white space was, was, was the move up. Yeah. Because I mean, there weren't move up blackness. Well, you saw it. Yeah, like in a in in its own environment. Right. And unfortunately, that's why a lot of uh, parents wanted to move their kids to white spaces or white schools. Yeah. Like, you know, I went to predominantly white schools after elementary, and because that's where my mom felt I had the biggest, the most opportunity to, mm-hmm. or the uh, biggest chance. Exactly. Chance at success. Yeah, I get that. And so. But the conversations me and my girl are having is like, how can we give our, our kids black spaces while also having them in a point of being able to have a chance at life? Yeah. We were looking at private schools and stuff that have majority blacks, and that's when we came. And so I was thinking, like, that's conversation that I don't think our parents were having back then. Mm-hmm. Because you only saw the black experience in one way. Yeah. And so they wanted to give them said their, their kids something outside of that, and that only thing they saw was in the white spaces. So yeah, yeah. There's so much that you can kind of unpack. Just... No, yeah. I, I'll say this: I'm looking forward to 35. Um, the Gen X's that I was with last night told me that's when I'm going to I'm going to going to discover a lot about myself. Life gets so lit. I'm excited for that. Um, I think I know what I want in life. I know what I don't want, and I'm actively trying to navigate through and only kind of tap into the things that I know that I want. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Thank you know, man. I feel like you know that the, the, it's gonna be a, a huge um, a, a time of growth for you because I, I see you know you've put you, you've become more of a, more locked in with like your business. Yeah, you know, it's not just about the experience, and yeah. that just comes over time because, like you say, I got to make this shit count when you get into your thirties. That's another thing you put more pressure on yourself because the moves you make have to count more. Mm-hmm. You feel as though your clock is ticking. You only got two more lit decades. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I don't I don't want to be the old man working hard, trying to make uh-uh. this thing, you know, keep moving. So, yeah, I feel that. Man, I, I just think this was a very eye-opening conversation. I think so, you too, know, friend. Uh, and it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, I feel as though 
This is our most enlightened conversation that okay. we've had so far, only because we were a little bit more um, transparent with ourselves than yeah. the norm, and that's because we're dealing with the scary 30s. We are, and we also have some Mexican 75s to get us. Man, shout out to you for giving us this elevated elevated drinking experience. You're welcome. (laughs) Curated by Because I would have us drinking out of red cups. Absolutely not. I brought my martini glasses (laughs) so we could feel bourgeois. It's the good one. These heavy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Man, it's so good to be back in the lab with you, Sid. You know. And let them know exactly like what you got coming up that you that you got in the pocket again. So yes, so Baddie Brunch. I haven't had a Baddie Brunch since 2019. So this is I'm coming out of retirement. Um, Baddie Brunch is going to be April 23rd. We're going to have free flowing. I call them French 75s, but free flowing Mexican 75s featuring Patron. We'll have brunch bites. We'll have music, floral decor on ten Instagram moments. If you're looking for a space to get your content, but also meet some black women and also you know have a couple. Or more French seventy fives, fellas. This is the event for you. I'm looking for a place to send my baddies after. I think I might. I don't know. I'm kind of drunk right now, but I might hit up off the record and like get a DJ and just like funnel everybody there. Yeah. And let's just have like a casual day party. You know, all vibes. Uh, all vibes. No it, sections. It, it, all it vibes. It's legendary for creating the vibes. You know what I'm saying? So, and the non-sectional vibe. Yeah, you I got time for those like, sparklers. You know, we don't need the sparklers. We we coming for a good time. So. Yeah. Fellas, y'all need to tap in, too, because, you know what I'm saying? I, I will say this. Uh, she has the demographic of women that 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 are wives. You know I what I'm saying? Like, the, <laughs> the wives on lock, yes. And they're looking for husbands. Okay? So y'all go on and pull up, man. Don't be afraid to put your clothes on and step out. Your linens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your linen Luke's, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so go on, on and uh, tap in with her. Again, if you rocking with us and keep rocking with us, then go on, on and keep uh, pressing that like button. Keep following the page. Absolutely. At Let's Drink To That Pod on Instagram. Let's Drink To That Podcast on YouTube. The video is there. And y'all make sure y'all come in and let us know what y'all want to hear more about. Yes. So uh, again, it's your boy Antoine. I'm Sydney, also known as at Stephanie. And this is Let's Drink to That Podcast. And we, we out. Love y'all. Bye. Peace.